after your last race, whatever distance that is, it is absolutely imperative that you take two weeks fully off. And that means, yes, you be a couch potato. You just focus on your work, focus on your family, focus on being with your pets, focus on being with your friends. Do all the things that you usually... Focus on being with yourself in nature. Yeah, focus on all the things that you don't typically get time to do when you're training the swim, bike, and the run. Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. Hi there, Cam here from Team Sirius. This week on the live chat, Siri gives us her secret sauce to help you rejuvenate and revitalize in the off-season, but at the same time, preparing for your next season. And don't forget, you can join these chats live by signing up to the club at TeamSiriusTriClub.com. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. Look who's back. Welcome to the Beck and Siri show. We're so excited to spend this time with you. So we've got some great questions this week, and Beck and I are ready to roll. We are, but I'm going to introduce. We actually have no members, no new members to introduce this week, but we do have some uh, amazing recaps from some races that I didn't recap last week um, and some races to look at. There's a couple more. I think it's Ironman. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think what it is. Is it Ironman Arizona that we still have left? Ironman. I think it's Ironman Arizona we still have left this and weekend. And Cozumel. Oh, Cozumel, yes. Kim. And then Arizona. Kim is racing Cozumel this weekend, um, one of my athletes. Then I don't have any more races at all this season so that's a nice thought to have yeah that's amazing well uh i've got pear bittner or pear van vlerken sorry is doing <laughs> the race over there in thailand the laguna phuket triathlon so that's going to be exciting um can't wait for him to race and aside from that um we've got the race coming up in december uh the one in california where mary carmen farius is oh, racing yeah. Um, so that makes for a long season for our athletes. Season. And I know it's been, um, and Mary Carmen, if you're on the call, uh, tonight, I know it's hard when you have such a long season, when you're starting in like December, or January, and then going all through December, you really need to plan properly and allow, give yourself permission to have like a week off, uh, twice well, let's throughout stop there. the year. Let's stop there because we're going to talk about Siri, our really special like time off. Excuse my wife's nose. She's actually got a little bit of a head cold. She hasn't been sick in like six months. So that's why. I didn't realize like I was a talking A bit different. of a blocked nose. But she actually did a keto the other day and I said, oh, you could hear your nose a little bit. And she didn't even notice it herself. So that's good. Well, that's because good. I refuse to believe that I'm sick. So I tell Becca, I'm not sick. Her mom used to say, mind over matter. I'm not sick. So I am absolutely R would be falling off and M would say, mind over matter. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why I have very high pain threshold. Which it works for me because yeah. 90% of the time I don't end up getting sick um, because I believe that I'm not. So it's not I think there's sickness. a power to it. It's just a block nose. We should give our chicken soup recipe after this Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Um, because people were asking about the off season, but can you give a little recap on what you do um, with your athletes? Because it's a little different to most because um, you really give them a decent break. And I know Troy was posting about this too. Um, what's your secret sauce for the off season once their races are all? So on? I'm literally giving all our secrets away. Yep. Okay, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, um, because people will try and copy it, and it might not be the same effect. Well, so. I hope I yep. hope they do because, because it's time. You know, live, the secret to life is is giving. The secret to living is giving. 
Um, so yes, I am going to prepare you to have your very best race season ever if you haven't done this already. Hi, Kath Carpenter. We love you. Oh, Kath Carpenter. I hope you got my message. I sent you a message yesterday. Super important. Kath Carpenter, you guys, is one of the most beautiful souls I have ever met. So thank you, Kath. You are so thoughtful. Yes, amazing. So here we go, guys. I'm going to share my secret sauce over the last 19 Wait, wait, I'm going to do a drum roll. Wait, wait, I'm going to do a drum roll. She literally has drums there, guys. Okay, sorry, guys. Okay, so here's the secret sauce. I've been doing this for the past. I started coaching in 2003. It's now nearly 2020, so let's say 17 years. Um, after your last race, whatever distance that is, it is absolutely imperative that you take two weeks fully off. And that means, yes, you be a couch potato. You just focus on your work, focus on your family, focus on being with your pets, focus on being with your friends. Do all the things that you usually... Focus on being with yourself in nature. Yeah, focus on all the things that you don't typically get time to do when you're training the swim, bike, and the run. Um, Now, the way it should feel is after one week, my athletes are kind of going crazy, but it's mostly because they're obsessive. And they feel like they should be training. Not that they necessarily want to be training, but they feel like they should be training. And I tell them, no, you've got one more week. So one more week of nothing. Yes, you can go out for a walk in nature. You can, you know, go do active things, but absolutely no swimming, no biking, no running. And where you should be at the end of those two weeks is absolutely begging whoever is your coach to let you train, where you are so hungry to want to get back at it again that you are almost desperate because you want to, you miss it, you love it, and you haven't been able to do what you love. So at that point, then what we do is we move to doing one thing a day, maximum one hour for five days a week. The other two days are absolutely full days off where you focus on family, work, everything else. Um, But on the five days, for the first two weeks, it's one hour of either swimming or you can go for a jog, but no watches, no garments, no power, no nothing. Um, And also, instead of swimming, biking, or running, I strongly encourage my athletes to go cross-country skiing or go skate skiing or go figure skating or go hiking or go to an aerobics class or do something different. Now, people are thinking at this point, oh my God, I'm losing all my fitness, everything I work so hard for. Not true. You're going to lose a tiny percent. But what we're doing right now is that we are healing your body. We're rejuvenating your body. You're letting your body recover. You're thanking your body for all the hours and hard work that it's done for you. And what you're also doing is you are working up your hunger to train again, your hunger to be swimming, biking, and running again. You are building up your mental reservoir because at the end of a long season, mentally you're going to be spent. Mentally you're going to be a bit low. I I call it your mental reservoir will be a bit low. So we're going to start filling up up that mental reservoir. So how do you fill up, Siri? Oh my God. I already know the answer to this. 
I I have this is a horse. <laughs> I fill up by being with the horses or being with our dogs or going out for a walk or reading an amazing book or learning something new. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, when I'm doing any intense task, like say I'm spending a day writing up a or, or spending a week writing up a 24 week. Ironman plan. It's probably a month for you. So I will take two hours and work really, really hard for two hours. And then I'll go out and I'll hang with the horses and lie in the pasture, maybe do some priming, but kiss on the horses and fill up so that my energy is topped off. And I come back in and I crank out another two hours where it flows. I feel my most creative. I feel energetic. I feel efficient. And I feel like I can deliver my best when I fill up. So if that's on an everyday basis, imagine saying thanks to your body by giving it the rest it deserves after a long season of training and racing. And let me tell you, um, studies from the Institute of Sport have shown that after two weeks of nothing, you can lose one to four percent after four weeks of complete rest. I'm talking complete rest sedentary style, like in front of the TV, four to eight percent. It's not a lot. The most I would say you would lose in four weeks, they're saying is absolute maximum eight percent. So that's not a lot. And then it will take you between four to eight weeks to get it back. So if you have four weeks off, it'll take you four to eight weeks to get it back. Let's say eight weeks max. It's not a lot of time. Yeah, that's great information. The thing that you lose is your feel a little bit, but feel comes back so quickly. And your six pack. And, well, you can still do your abdominal work and stuff if that thrills you. But um, it's the feel that kind of goes away. But after two or three days of being back in it again, that feel comes back so easily. So true. And And I know that with the swim block, everyone's starting to feel the water for the first time. Like, they feel their shoulders too, but feel the water. Right. And so for those of you that are saying, well, why would I want to lose 8% if I don't have to? Well, the reason for that is that if you just keep training through, you're just going to reach a plateau. So what you're doing is through healing your body, through healing your mind, through giving yourself a rest and through reconnecting with your passion for this sport. Like what happens after those two weeks of nothing is that you are absolutely desperate to get back to doing what you love. And it reconnects you to why you do this in the first place. So all of these things are going to give you a foundation of health and strength and mental inspiration and inspiration from your heart that is going to lead you to being able to not only get that 8% back, but to be able to get so much more and take your performance to all new levels um, by having taken this rest. Now, I haven't finished though because it's two weeks fully off. It's, it's no, okay. You got it. I was going to add something that it also gives you time for your body. If there's any niggles, even ones you don't know about, it gives you that, that time off the pounding and the weight bearing off your legs, especially running to give you that time off. And that's why we always start. I asked Siri, why do we use a swim block first? And she explained it. It's because over the long whole season that we all generally have, Pippin Flickin's on. Yay. Um, Our body's so trash, there'll be little underlying niggles we may not feel. And that four weeks off, the five weeks sort of um, rest and then coming into a swim block, it just gives you that extra time to really recover. Absolutely. So the two weeks off, now what do we do? Okay, so you have two weeks fully off, nothing, nothing, nada. 
two weeks of one thing a day for five days of the week with two full days off. And that should be a maximum of one hour. And then you have another three weeks of the one or two things a day, five days a week of training, um, where the training intensifies a bit, but you still have those two week, two days off every week. And this is the secret, guys. And it during this time, the best thing that you can do during this time if you want to stay connected to the sport is get a bike fit. Find out what the right run shoes are for you. Yep. Um, make sure that you've got your pain cave all set for the coming year. You can get excited about things. Get some videos of your swim, bike, and run technique. Well, no, you can't do that because they're not and, training. And, well, okay. But on the, I mean the third and fourth week where they're doing one a day. Oh, yes. So on they the, can yes. put a video up like um, I think it was Josh Stillborn put up. It was amazing. And we were all helping him. His run technique looked great, by yeah. the way. Put it up and we can critique you guys. And I think it's really gutsy, too. I have to give kudos to him for taking um, being vulnerable enough to post up Love something it. i mean we're all family we don't care what you look like like but we can always give you help give and you know what's awesome about that guys when we're vulnerable we are getting into a space where we can truly learn grow be creative and do amazing things for ourselves that will take us further in our jobs or our lives or in the sport so get vulnerable it actually opens you up to being that much stronger in the future that will be a good one for the um bedhead chronicles i think sarah you should make note of that okay being, right. being vulnerable yeah well being there is a power to vulnerability everybody i'm not very good at that to be honest and i'd like to show the tough exterior but i know i'm i'm softy on the inside but i am not very good at being vulnerable and being vulnerable allows for deeper relationships deeper trust um you know imagine have you ever met someone oh my god i know what you're gonna say yeah have you ever met someone that you know doesn't get vulnerable and so basically what you're seeing or what you're hearing from them is that everything is great there's no problems they're not scared of anything they have no worries and I had one person that I met where I had kind of shared my whole story and I was getting really vulnerable. And in return, it was kind of like, yeah, I don't have any fears. You know, I don't have any problems. And I kind of, I felt like I was standing there naked, um, having kind of bared my soul and they didn't give anything in return. And that led to a lack of trust on my part, yeah. lack of trust it, for that it person. it stops you from wanting to share more. Stops, stops me stops from, from wanting, wanting to share. Yeah. So be vulnerable in your relationships. Be vulnerable with your coworkers. Be vulnerable with your boss even. Help them get to know you better. By being vulnerable and being brave enough to be vulnerable, you are allowing yourself. That's what leads to creativity and, and becoming all of what you can be. You have to get vulnerable if you want to be able to truly create to the extent that we all dream of doing it. You know what this reminds me of as as kind of an example to the extreme is we, our beautiful trainer, Katie Donnelly, has been vulnerable enough with our little Horace Angel and Angel's allowed herself to be vulnerable enough. She now lies down and it is one of the most, the biggest ways to accept, you know, her exception of a connection and being vulnerable. She lies down and she lets Katie lie on her while she's lying Amazing. down. That is like that epitomizes vulnerability. Like animals are, and she's a, they're flat animals. So I was like, wow, that is the biggest indication of a trusting like connection between these two. It was and, amazing. Yeah. It was so amazing. Amazing. And the beautiful thing about that, Beck, is for Angel, 
for her to be able to let down her guard and fully trust and be able to take a deep breath and fully trust and surrender to Katie. Imagine how that feels for someone or, or, or an animal that always has their guard up. Mm -hmm. How good does it feel to finally surrender and let go and trust and to feel the depth of that bond, the depth of that feeling or emotion in that mm. moment. So it's beautiful for everyone involved. And in case you missed it, this is a Horus guy. So little angel was saved off the feedlot at two weeks old and we were told she wouldn't survive. So she's just epitomizes everything we're about. She's yeah, beautiful. Sweet. And I she know, is becoming the most incredible moment. horse. Um, she sees Katie and she gets so excited. Yeah, it's amazing. You'll all have to come You'll visit to here come one day it. and experience look the, the believe, magic at Believe, believe Ranch and Yeah, Rescue. look at Believe Ranch and Rescue's Facebook. There's a video on there and I think it's on Instagram too of um, her lying down with Katie lying on it with her. Hey there, Cam here again. I just wanted to jump in and thank one of our partners, Rudy Project. Rudy Project have been a partner of the club from the very beginning and as a club member you can get access to up to 40% off their awesome gear including their sunglasses and their helmets. Uh, to get that discount code all you need to do is log into the club platform, go to the discounts menu item uh, and grab all the information you need to access those benefits. And if you're not a club member uh, you can join the club anytime at teamserioustriclub.com. But anyway, I was reading just now Nancy P, who's always up for our training plans. She has just, this is hilarious because it's exactly how we work. She's saying she's using my my swim block, my four-week swim block, to warm up for series. Epic, <laughs> massive block. <laughs> and that is the truth. That is oh, true. So I thought I was amazing. going hardcore and I had some of my athletes that need to kind of step up a bit. Um, say, oh my God, 30K. They were freaking out. And I was like, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because Siri has literally got 100K weeks for some of her guys sometimes. But so. Nancy P, Nancy P I tell you. you what, I love that you are are warming up for that. And I know you can do it. <laughs> I love I that I'm what, only the warm up. Jeez. It is going to be <laughs> the most satisfying, rewarding thing you've ever done. And you're going to feel like a freaking superwoman. And I know you can do it. So if you need any help along the way or any encouragement, um, call me. I've done it myself. I know what it feels like. And I know that it literally changed my career in triathlon, in triathlon because it took me to a whole new level of fitness, mental toughness, and ability. You were doing like way. 100K a week, right? Yeah. Yeah, she was yeah. doing minimum like 10 to 15. Totally calories. worth it. That's what swimmers do anyway. And Vonzi's saying thank you. And this is for a lady who did not like to have time off or didn't have much time <laughs> off ever. She's unreal. More sub nines than anyone in the entire universe. It's crazy. But she's I saying, truly believe one of the greatest athletes this sport she has is ever one, seen. She is, for me, my the greatest European athlete. Oh, athlete. one million percent. Yeah. Because Agreed. her personality too. I think if I we love did a you poll, so much, Vonzi. If we did a poll, no matter on results, if it was based on like overall as a human being and an athlete of on van and hands down and consistency at every single and distance beauty. and and vonzi i have to admit i know a few months ago i said that i had a present i was trying to send you can i show her how big it is and yes please okay i'm gonna and, go get um, this and I was planning on sending it to you, but you were all over the place, flying from one place to the next. And you said, there's really no place that you can send it to um, because we're traveling so much. So I kind of kept Just it Just FYI, this is why she didn't send it, Bonzi. <laughs> this is your present, Bonzi. It's this big. <laughs> and so I'm trying to figure out when I, this is basically this gift, everybody, is to celebrate the amazing career of this unbelievable athlete 
Um, Yvonne Van Vlerken, if you don't know about her career results, look them up. Whether it's on my website, her website, you can look it up anywhere. World but Championships, World Record, World Number One, and uh, fastest in the world, and more sub nines than anybody in the world. In the world. Just to wrap it up yes. briefly. And so, Vonzi, I have had the joy, the pleasure, the gift of being your coach over the last, my God, how many years has it been? Seven or eight Seven years. And I wanted to celebrate not only your entire career, but our career together. So that's what this gift is. I might just put it up on my own wall to celebrate you every day. I think day. you shouldn't show her. Let's yeah. Have, why don't you open we it? We might do that. I, I ask you these questions, why don't you open it? Okay. Or then if you do want to send it. We'll do it next week. We'll okay, reveal we're gonna it. it. Okay, we've yes. got to move on because we're getting yes. a little stuck down here. But Vonzi, we love you. Thank you for being on. And, and Pear as well. Pear, good well, luck wait, this weekend. One question of Vonzi asked, I think it's a good point, is how did you, how do you convince these age groupers to do that? Because a lot of them will go off and do sneaky stuff and then wonder why they're kind of flat going into the season or they hit a March, April and say, oh, I need time off or they get injured. Like, how do you convince them? Like, the, I mean, it's... I mean, this should be the perfect example when three top coaches are telling them and all your best athletes do it, but how do you convince them? I just say, this is what I've done for the last 17 years. And you look at the results that my athletes have had consistently year after year after year and the very few amounts of injuries that my athletes have had. And the proof is in the pudding. But here's the thing, guys. If you can't, it, like, it takes more strength to not train mm-hmm. sometimes than it does to train. So I if agree. you want to get stronger mentally and feel more in control of your path, your journey through this sport, then you need to find the strength to be able to do what's right for your body, what's right for your mind, and what truly is going to allow you to break through to the next level. Because if you're not willing to rest, you will not. You may get a little bit better every year, but if you want those monumental improvements every year, you must take this rest. Not should, you must take this rest. And the thing is that if you do have a coach and your coach has told you to rest for two full full weeks and you haven't done that, let them know. Because what happens is that if you're secretly going about doing this training Mm. and then you get back into training again and things just aren't going the way that we as your coaches expect them to, because we know that you should feel refreshed, you should feel inspired, you should be actually feeling amazing after this rest when you get back to training. And if you're not, then we start thinking, my God, what's going on here? Let's figure out what went wrong with this. When what we don't know is very important that you've actually been training through the rest and that's why you're not recovered. That's why you're not excited. That's why you're not inspired. So be honest. If you can't be true to this rest and recovery, at least let your coach know so that we can be aware of the fact that you didn't have the strength to go through with taking two weeks fully off. I hate to say it, but that's what it is. Mental strength and you need to thank your body. I'm sorry I'm being hard here, but your body deserves thanks. You need to give it time off. You need to let it recover. You need to let it build back up again. And you need your mind to want to get back into it 1 million percent and be hungry. Okay, if that hasn't convinced you, then you may be in the wrong tribe here. (laughs) But thank you, Siri.
Good. Okay, now I'm saying hi to Martin because he's so sweet. He said, thanks for all the awesome coaching. Hi, so, Martin. Thank you, Martin. Thank you. Um, okay, first question is regards to breathing, um, and I'm thinking they're talking about in the pool. So technically, um, breathing in the pool or the, the technical side of it, um, I'll, I can probably go first with this, but I think the big tips are um, for me are – Putting your head down. I read somewhere about someone breathing out all the air when your head's down. Now, you know, I think at some point um, you have to realize that with breathing in, when you're in the water and your head's under, you have to try and make it as simple and as with less anxiety as possible. And to do that is to just try and breathe like you're on the land. And I remember I used to try and gasp and get air in as quick as I can and breathe out as much as I could. But then I realized that this was only the last five years that you really have to try and relax when you put your head down. Breathe out slowly. Start breathing out when your head goes down. Um, and everyone's a little bit different. I used to do a little extra like as I turned my head to breathe, but I was never pushing out all my air. And when I breathed in, I'd just turn my head and relax it to the side, almost nine and three. When I tell people breathe to nine and three, it's like you're looking to nine and three o'clock. And that way then you're only rolling your head side to side like that to breathe. Um, that's a really good way to practice because generally people look too far back or too far forward. And if your head's down where it should be, straight down to the bottom or three or four feet in front, all you want to do is roll it. And when I say nine and three, I mean nine o'clock and three o'clock on the the hand clock. Mm -hmm. What's that? What are those clocks called? Yeah. Uh, you know on what a I mean. hand clock. Yeah. And I love that, but can I add one thing to yeah. that? Like that's brilliant advice. Now, do you all know how sometimes like you'll be doing a drill and you feel like, like your coach or somebody on deck says, go wider. I want you to feel like you're swimming with your arms all the way out here, nice and wide. And they change and it's still totally narrow, but in their mind, in your mind, it feels like your arms are all the way out here, like totally mm -hmm. wide, but you've really only moved about an inch. So I like to exaggerate when I'm giving these tips that nine and three is an amazing tip. But what I often do is I will say one and 11 instead so that probably that's going to oh, end thanks. up leaving. No, but only because, and this is just, just, but this, this also just, depends where their head is in, at the, in the position at that point. But I'm saying time. they'll end up at nine. And I know, but if the person's actually looking back like that or too far forward, then you'd have to change. Okay. If it was, yeah. yeah, if it was too far forward, too then far forward. for sure I wouldn't, then I would probably I'm say. I'm still sticking with my nine and yeah. three. No. And I love that. So either way, if you're someone and Beck, like that's incredible advice. I'm saying that's incredible. Well, you told if you're me, someone, you told me 11 and one, cause I used to look too far back. Right. Okay, so listen to this. If it's too far, if you're looking too far back, I would go with Siri. I would say 11 and 3. Because then you're going to 11 hit, and 1. 11 yeah. and 1, because then you're going to hit 9 and 3. That's what you're right. saying. Right, yes. Yes. And if they're too far forward, looking too far forward, you would say more than 9 and 3, because then they're going to hit. Then I'd probably say oh, 5, 5 and, and 7. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Does okay. that make I, sense, everybody? I would agree. You have, yeah. I have to look at a clock to work that out. Yeah. So we're talking about the face of a clock, guys. We'll and agree to disagree. We'll um, agree to agree. But you guys, Beck. With her swim tips, I, I would listen to every single word that she says because this woman went from being about the same caliber as me when I was racing World Cup. You and, still came out first. Well, no, towards the end I did, but more like in those years where I was coming mm -hmm. like top 10 and was then starting to lead out swims in every 70.3 and Ironman races. Like, Beck, this is someone who was so determined <laughs> to take her swim to the next level was willing to change her stroke, her stroke that was leading her to decent swims, but was willing to change it um, 
believing that it would take her to the front, which it did. So I'm Uh, so proud of you, Ben. Well, I want to tell them after 15 years in the sport, when I came to Syria, I'd been doing it for 18 years, actually. 17 years. And Brett had me swimming really long, slow stroke, or for me was longer stroke and breathing to one side. He felt like for me as a strong athlete with good catch and really tall and long arms, my wingspan's pretty good, that that would work. And he tried for a while and I didn't really improve at all. I actually went backwards. So when I came to Syria, three things I did. One thing was increase my stroke rate. She had me and poor old Leander Cave. We were doing like, we started with like 25 25s and we went to 50 25s and 75 25s and 100 25s and 200. <laughs> One day we did 200. Michelle Bremer, 200. 225 meters, all three fast, one easy on the 30 second cycle. And that just made me, I was able to hold that stroke rate over longer, longer, longer sessions. So if you're having trouble with your stroke rate and you say, I remember Leander saying, I can't hold that for. 3.8 kilometers and we both ended up doing it and leander improved her swimming she was already a beautiful swimmer yeah so we were doing that um fast stroke great lots of fast 25s to get used to your stroke then we incorporate the longer stuff keeping that stroke and bilateral breathing were the three things and i just thank you for you know going with it and not complaining and i was complaining under the water don't you worry no I but, was but you never the did finger under the water <laughs> But I think you believed that I would never do something like that if I really didn't believe that it was going to take you to the next level. So I thank you for trusting me because I was so incredibly proud of you in how you uh, took your swim literally like to the front pack and leading the front pack. And Leanda, I'm so proud yeah. of her for being for willing. someone Because I remember she was her saying, I don't really need to improve my swim. And you said, yes, but if you do, you're going to get on the bike with um, you know, a lower heart rate, less lactate, and you're going to be able to ready to hammer that bike. And that actually did improve her bike. And that too. led to her winning not only 70.3 world championships in 2012, but five weeks later, the Ironman World Championship. So, boom, guys, it pays off sometimes. She must be one of few that have won 70.3 and Hawaii yeah. Ironman at the same time. I think Daniela did it, but the other, only other female I can think of is, is, is um, Leander. Yeah, me too. Go the um, So I'm so incredibly proud of her. And guys, you know, in a lot of things in life, think about it. We often say, oh, I'm good enough. I'm good and I know how to do that. I, I can do that. And it's like, okay, but what are your standards? Like, Mm. do you want to just do it good and keep doing it good? Or do you have your sights on doing it great? Because sometimes you may have to make a shift in order to go from good to great. Or as we would say, Beck, going from great to outstanding. Mm -hmm. Because great will really only get you good Good results results nowadays. And outstanding will get you great, excellent results. Mm -hmm. Um, But so you need to think about this sometimes. You know, we will change your running gait or we will change your swim stroke. And it's up to you. Is it worth it to you to go to take a chance changing your stroke or changing your (coughs) sorry technique um, to go from good to great or from great to outstanding? And sometimes you got to take that risk. And in my experience, those risks always pay off. Thank you. I did pay off because I remember leading out. Hawaii. I've never been so excited. I don't want to talk about me. So let's go to. um, (coughs) I do. I was standing. Okay. No, they've heard this before. Come on. Okay. Okay. So I I stopped. She led. She led the Hawaii Ironman out, you guys, in two thousand twelve. Yeah, it's only because I literally nudged poor Jody Swallow in the chest as I exited the water. I was at mile one, and I saw Rebecca Keat, who I was very quickly falling in love with. 
leading the whole entire Hawaii Ironman, and I have never been so proud. So pretty cool. um, that was an amazing but moment. Anyhow, um, the next question, Maddie Pash. I saw I stole the spreadsheet and looked at some of our topics because I think this is a great one. Um, how to train for hilly courses. Now, I had someone today, and I, I can say his name because he probably doesn't even watch this. It wouldn't matter if he did. But Leo was saying to me he's worried that he's going to lose strength and he doesn't, isn't able to um, capitalize on the training because he doesn't have hills and he feels like he's losing a bit of mobility, stability, strength work because he can't hit that bigger gears you know, on his trainer, which is not true. Wahoo kicker or whatever you're on, you can absolutely reach that. I think you just have to fiddle with the, with the actual resistance. But anyway, to say that, how, how can we train for hilly courses? So, of course, there's an answer to that. I mean, Lionel Sanders trains on the trainer in his entire life. So you can use, obviously, resistance for the bike, staying in your bike um, seat, um, seated, climbing position, time trial position on your bike, seated climbs, like with really high resistance. Don't look at the power numbers. Just look at your cadence. But running, you can use the treadmill and you can do incline sessions on the treadmill. So, Siri, let's hear what you have to say about that because I totally believe that it doesn't matter where you live. You can actually um, you can replicate uh, it. Absolutely. Inside. So I will go back to 2004 training two athletes for the Olympics, Loretta Harrop and Susan Williams. And both of them were using the CompuTrainer at that mm -hmm. time. And they both had got the Athens Olympic course. And we couldn't really figure out how to set up the course and all the adjustments on it. Loretta had just lost her brother, Luke, to he was hit and killed on his bike by a car. And she didn't want to do a lot of riding outside. So we did all her training on the CompuTrainer. And I was having Susan do the Athens course once a week. So wait, so Loretta got silver and Susan got a bronze yes. in the same year and you were coaching yes, both of them? Yes, 2004. Okay, like I need to repeat that because I don't know even if I knew that it was the same... Olympic. Yes, but thank you. So Beck. wait, no, Athens Olympics, guys, 2016? No. No, 2004. 2004, Loretta Harrop got silver, and the girl who got bronze was Susan Williams. Both series was looking after both of them. Boom! Okay, but... That's so amazing. Loretta, I don't know anyone's ever done that. So Loretta had been coached by Brett Whew. Sutton for her whole career. She had just left Brett a year earlier, so I attribute most of that to Brett and okay. his work with her, but... You we were guiding did. her. You were, we, yeah. we were you were collaborating. Doing some we were collaborating, and I was overlooking her plan and basically training her up for that race. And but you were I best cannot friends. take all that. Okay, credit. but maybe yeah. just as a friendship to have you there as a best friend the whole time, right? right? But Susan Williams, on the other hand, was uh, boom. Yeah. So I am very proud of that. Assisted to that get a amazing. silver, and you won a bronze. <laughs> That's amazing. Excuse the coughing, guys. So anyways, we, I had them doing once a week the Athens course on the CompuTrainer. Now, all I know is that the first few times of them doing it, it was so incredibly hard that they would get off. I'd always have them run 5K hard off the bike. And it was so hard that for the first few weeks, they couldn't even get through the, the 5K. Their legs were so trash. And we kept thinking, my God, this course is going to be absolutely like horrendous how hard it is like they couldn't even one week they ran like 3k off the next week 4k the next week 5k finally they were getting their legs but what was basically because like? i know people don't know the athens course wasn't the hill like, like it, it was very very steep and four laps 
um, for less. It was really hard. But like what happened here, guys? Let me just tell you what, do it justice. One running out of hill gear at the top of the hill. Some of the girls had to zigzag. Like it was, you're in your like 25. Yeah. And then a very steep descent yeah. after that, which Ellie Salthouse would have loved Destroyed with a sharp it. left-hand turn <laughs> at the bottom, which Susan Williams crashed at the bottom of the hill on like the second lap and got back on, got back on oh her bike God. and continued to win That's the bronze un- medal. It was unbelievable. Best, one of the best days of my career, for sure. Um, but anyhow, guys, so every week they were doing CompuTrainer, the Athens course, with a 5K hard run off the bike. Now, what we realized, because they get to Athens, and both of them said, oh, my God, this course is nothing like what I was go- doing on the train. you said, oh, like, my God, I want the front seat, no, but you didn't do this. This was nothing like what we've been doing on the CompuTrainer. So basically, we must have adjusted the CompuTrainer. It must have been where it was a lot harder than what the actual oh, course was. Oh, well, that's good. The great thing about that, they both crushed it because they'd been preparing oh on God. something way harder. And when it got to race day, it was this pleasant surprise, which I think the taper and everything had something yeah. to do with that. Um, but they just absolutely crushed that course. So yes, to answer your question in a very long way, um, you can absolutely get hill training done on a turbo when you live somewhere flat. Of course, you want to get out on the road and practice your turns Skills. and stuff you like can that. Still do that. Descending, okay, maybe you know you won't be able to practice your descending, mm-hmm. and that would be worthwhile. Driving a couple hours away on a weekend Agreed. and riding Boulder a hilly course or going somewhere practicing your descent. Um, but that's something that you just need to commit to and make time for. But as far as building strength and preparing for a hilly course, 1 million percent, not only can you do that on a turbo, but sometimes I believe it's actually even better. You can make it harder. Yeah. So if I had an athlete training for the Olympics on a course like Athens again, and they said, I don't want to go out on the road. Can I do everything on the trainer? I would have 1 million and 10% confidence that we can crush that course training on the yeah, turbo. Were the girls doing criteriums to practice their bike skills or was already, they were already natural with their bike skills? Cause I know no, like, neither of them were. So they must have been, I know Loretta practiced her bike skills a lot because I used to train with her back in like 99 and her skills were atrocious and then she got really good. So she obviously had been, I mean, she was riding in the Swiss Alps, so you're bound to get good. Yeah, and that. Susan Williams yeah. had great bike skills. So I know earlier on Susan was doing a lot of criterium stuff with the US team. scare yourself into that. Yeah, Yeah, like they, uh, training at the Olympic Training Center, I think she trained there for a while. She was practicing that. You definitely, the things that you're not confident in, guys, you need to practice them, okay? You don't just push it aside and say, oh, I'm not confident in that, so I won't do it, because that will come back to haunt you. So what I've always done as an athlete and what I encourage all my athletes to do, and Becca, I know you do this, the things that you're not confident with, those are the things you pinpoint, target, and get after until you're confident, until you know that it is now a strength, not a weakness. You must, you must make your weaknesses your strengths by facing them head on and embracing the fact that you get an opportunity to get better at these things and enjoy the incredible reward of actually making that happen. Yeah, and I've got an example because three of my guys that are not swimmers, it's probably their worst leg, were not excited about the swim block. They were kind, well, they were excited but nervous, but one of them actually said, I'm not looking forward to this. And they said, oh, I'm really nervous. 
And I thought this is either going to break them or make them. And two so far, especially Maria, she has got like 10 seconds off her 100 now. Mm -hmm. And she really sees a benefit on it. So, and Adam as well. I'm so proud of them because I really think they've stepped up. And I know Amazing. it's something they really didn't want to do. But you actually do. And you asked Mary Carmen. She hated swimming. Yeah. And now oh, look Mary at Carmen like, did such an amazing unreal. job with that every yeah. year. Maddie she, Pesh did her such an example. amazing job. Yeah. Troy Romero, amazing job with yeah. it. Claire Bruce, who I'm coaching right now. I don't know if you're on Claire, but... She's having PBs every, like she just had an amazing PB, something she never thought she could do in the pool. Yep. So it pays off, guys. Wait, what and about strength running for the for running strength? If they don't have heels, I forgot to ask you. Treadmill, yeah. incline sets. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So let's give them a really quick, because I'm sorry to interrupt, but we forgot to say, they were, if they're living in, say, Miami, it's dead flat. I know Maria runs on a bridge at 6%, which is better than nothing for sure. But you can, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do more than one a week, um, one or two a week on the treadmill. But if you did an incline set, like we have a great one that's like five to 10 minute warm up, then some turnovers, uh, like five by 15 seconds fast, 45 easy. And then um, we start at like 3% for three or four minutes. And then we go to 4%, 5%, 6%, 8%, 10%. And we start like at four minutes at the lower grade. And then we go up to one minute at like 12, 10 to 12%. Some can even get to 15. And then we go back down to a pyramid. And you do that once through the first time. You can try twice through the second time and then three times through. And you have like double the recovery. So that's a, that's a good incline set. But just even like three by five minutes at like a three or 4% to build into that. Because I think if you're not used to heels, you want to start you know, below the 6% or it could be too much on your calves. Yeah, and definitely build, into it. definitely build into it. So I would build into it kind of the way you're saying, Beck, and then to really kind of pinpoint, you know, a race situation, you want to do some paced efforts mm -hmm. on rolling hills on the treadmill. And then I would say the ultimate strength builder oh is God, doing a long see. run outside uphill like yeah. i have my athletes run 15 miles run. from the bottom to was, the top of a mountain here. oh you guys that know left hand canyon it was so fun amazing we, we, like me and Renee and the girls i remember mary beth ellis used to do it we'd run you'd drop us off at left hand canyon we'd run two we'd run left up to what was it called towards uh, ward yeah and it's 15k uphill but it felt so good amazing yeah. and that is the best way and so if you live in florida you live somewhere flat you get on your treadmill and you just have fun with the incline, but make sure you are going uphill the whole entire time for an hour, an hour 15, an hour 30. Now, the only time you should definitely not do this is if you have plantar fasciitis, Cost, well, although I did it issues. anyway, calf issues, okay, hills Achilles. or speed. Um, when you have Achilles problems, calf problems, or plantar fasciitis is a kiss of death. So or if you want to be getting too, strong at running hills, yeah, then get healthy first mm -hmm. before you do this stuff. And if you ever are just sore in the calves, Go like slow. I would wait a few days mm -hmm. to do your hill session, mm -hmm. um, wait for your calves to, to be loose again, and then do the hill session, but never take on something like that if you have something sore before going into it yeah and i would say if you don't but you're prone to it like my calves i would build into it gradually like start at a lower grade like three four yeah. percent um mary carmen just said she's never done that mary carmen um it's i will time. i will agree to do that with you uh, let's do a 15k run up there in the next few weeks it's time um i will join you as long as you wait for me let's do it yeah and awesome so, i'll be so there it's really good when you have a wife that can pick you up at the top you, siri does not recommend running down the hill guys no. that's one thing because that actually 
actually hurts you more. Yeah, so good. you've got to park one car up the top, drive back down, and um, make sure that you can um, drive back up to your car. Um, sorry, wait. Yeah, drive back up to your car so you're not yeah. running down. You hill. just run to the top and have someone pick you up, but do not run <laughs> down. That also is a kiss of death because a lot of us don't have Breaking. perfect run mm. r downhill run form, and we break, and the cramping and the injuries that can be created after running long uphill is just not worth it. So make sure you get a ride home. I think we're done, but I really wanted to mention you guys. Like, don't forget, if you've been a member for six months, we're going to send you a free visor. And if you've been a member for 12 months, we're going to send you a free visor and or a, if you don't have one yet, you should have um, a free training plan. So it's like the 525 valued premium training plan. So we're sending that to you. And you can gift that to people too, guys. We can PDF it so you can gift it. So that's our little thank you. Actually, it was Siri's idea um, to thank you for being part of our family. We wanted to give our value back, and we figured if you've been – for a member for a year, you spent over $444 on a membership. So we're going to give you $525 value. So I thought that was a really cool way awesome. to say thank you. And that was my wife's um, idea. So oh, thank you, thanks, Siri. Beck. Well, yeah. I want to say to all of you guys that thanks. if you are a member now, you know what we send you every single day? So love. much love <laughs> and so much appreciation. We are so grateful for this incredible tribe and we love you all so much. And it's just an absolute privilege to see all of you thriving uh, in, within this club and um, just creating great memories with all of you. So. And don't forget our camp, guys. January 4th and 5th here, we're doing a welcome dinner on the 3rd, but we're also doing a dinner on the 4th. And they're included um, in the costs. And you're going to get over $1,000 of value because we're going to give you a year's free membership. We're going to give you a training plan that you can also give to other people. So it's about $1,000 value, plus we're going to give you a swag bag from Roka, Rudy Project, some little goodies there, and F2C fueling is all going to be included. So it's the value is already way above what the camp cost is, and we are half full. Actually, we're almost two-thirds full, and if you're a platinum member, so if you're coached by any of the top coaches, uh, Mary Carmen, me, Karen, Siri, um, or Maddie, uh, Maddie Troy. Um, we have a special rate for you guys too, so please reach out to me if you want that. Yeah. Cool. Vonzi. If they'll come from your... Hey, Vonzi, how about you and Pear come? It's time uh, we get to see each other. <laughs> I miss you. Okay, everybody. Thank, thank you. Have you an guys. amazing week. And thank week. you, Siri, for being on because we know how busy she's been. And we know I know you guys really miss her. So I, I, I brought her back even with her poor head cold and sinusitis. So. No, but you guys, how amazing is my wife, Beck? Okay. No. I want to say that I appreciate this woman more than anything on the planet. She is my everything and um beck you've done the most tremendous job at this club i'm so I'm proud, really of, proud you. of us and i just think we've got the greatest thing going here everybody so thank you you are what makes this incredible and um we love you thank you we love you guys thank you and damn mascarella always glad to get some beck and siri love love you both thanks for everything you guys make us better people and better athletes oh Aww, that's thanks awesome Dan. To we're gonna end on, on that thanks we love everybody. you guys thank you Hey there, Cam here again. Thanks for listening. If you want to sign up to the Tri Club, you can get great discounts from our partners like Rudy Project. To get joined up, you can go to TeamSeriousTriClub.com. Otherwise, see you again next week.